Welcome to the College Essay Advisors podcast. Before we introduce ourselves, here's a little preview of what's to come. My go-to trick for this is just to break the that prompt apart and to think about talents and interests and identity um, individually, and also to think about them in uh, you know in ways that might be slightly unexpected. Welcome to the next episode of College Essay Advisors podcast, where we tell you everything you want to know about writing a college admissions essay that gets you noticed and gets you in. I'm Stacey Brooke. I'm Becca Myers. Yes, she is here today. Um, Present. Uh, (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about uh, Common App, the Common App prompt number one, which we sort of uh, nicknamed the background essay. Um, and Oh, in- I didn't know we did. Yeah, we do. Because it, it's all about your background, girl. Okay. Um, so we, in a previous episode, we mapped out um, sort of the basics of the Common App essay, the personal statement, why you're writing it, um, you know, what, what the purpose of it is and, um, and just a basic strategy for approaching it, which basically amounted to don't worry about the prompts too much. And now of course, we're going to break down all the prompts for you. So, uh, we take it back kind of, because it can be worth going through all of the prompts for inspiration. And it also helps to see what, um, what kinds of ideas, uh, form for the completed essays in relation to some of these prompts, just to give you a sense of what's successful or what's deemed successful by admissions officers. Um, I also, I also will add that the, the prompts can seem really intimidating to students because having worked for CEA for almost a decade now, I think that the initial hurdle that students face is having to talk about themselves in a way that feels like they're bragging for the first time ever. Cause in school, you don't necessarily write a lot of first-person essays. You write academic essays, you find textual evidence to support arguments, but when it comes to sit down and tell us why you're awesome, that can feel really counterintuitive. So I think that looking at the prompts just to kind of jog your creativity is like helpful to start. And we definitely can go in future episodes into the difference between um, like appropriately tooting your own horn and um, braggadaciousness being too, being overly, um, is that the right word? That's the right word. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. I think there are lots of students who shy away from um, wanting to, um, you know, shout their accomplishments from the rooftops, but that's not even necessarily what this is about. You can show your strengths in quiet ways that are more, um, that are more, aligned with your natural personality. So you can definitely dive in future episodes into like what to do if you're not the kind of person who likes to pump yourself up for other people. Well, and actually I have, this is an interesting seg to an example from a student I have for the first prompt, if we can, if we can move into that. Before you do that, I'm just going to read the first prompt for- Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Those folks who don't know what it is. Um, Okay. So prompt number one reads, some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful, they believe their application would be incomplete without it. If this sounds like you, then please share your story. So it's the background essay. Where are you from? What do you do? What makes you you? It's in years before topic of your choice was an actual option where literally the common episode, write about whatever you want. 
this was used essentially as a topic of your choice because it's so broad. But I'd love to hear yeah, your it. Do, it does like sort of overlap. Yeah, I get that with like the last prompt, right? It feel it feels mm -hmm. like pretty broad in that way. It overlaps with pretty much every prompt that comes after it. I think you can probably um, categorize almost anything you've been through or anything you do as something that is a background, so part of your background. So that can be um, cultural, that can be experience-wise, same for identity. Um, how do you define yourself? That can be related to so many different things. Um, interests, again, an opens another like huge can of worms. Like, what do you do? Why do you like to do the things you do? Talents, like, can you stand on your head? Can you um, sing all of the key changes in Whitney Houston songs before they come up? That's definitely a talent of mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is key, key changes. My, my first great love. Um, so yeah, identity, background, identity, interest, or talent, super, super broad. Um, I've actually found with my students that even just thinking about each one of those things separately is helpful sometimes yeah. because when you take the question as a whole, it feels like almost overwhelmingly broad, but each one of those things kind of narrows the buckets a little bit um, in a way that I think makes it easier for you to think about what you might have to offer in an essay. Yeah, an offer is important because it shouldn't be like a passive interest. Like for example, if you're super into like collecting bugs or something, but you don't do anything with them, like you don't actually like, you're not interested in going to- You don't reanimate them that. in a diorama and make- Right, uh, right, right. You like, I don't know. I'm, I'm describing probably like a future serial killer. I don't know why someone would just collect bugs and not actually do anything with them, but- I, I just actually have, like, know a bunch someone of... who collects cicada <laughs> skeletons, whose kids collect cicada skeletons, and they are, it is like the most interesting thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, interesting. Ready to call Jesse about that. But then I would think that if that's your interest, you need to take it in the direction of like, it's a metaphor that extends to something in your life where you've been like a full participant in something as opposed to maybe just lighting them up on your windowsill. Great. Or maybe how the cicada skeleton is just representative of rebirth regeneration. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you with the interest. I mean, I think, I actually think, and one of the um, prompt number six is actually one of my favorite prompts and one of the most underutilized prompts, I think, which is about um, like topics that you can talk about or dive into like at length, at infinitum. Um, but I think sometimes when it comes to an interest, you don't necessarily have had to like start a club related to it or, um, you know, taking that interest to like the nth degree in terms of, proactivity necessarily if there's something like private about it that is satisfying for you that you can articulate and that informs your worldview. Yeah, absolutely. Like definitely informing the worldview and that you can, like I'm the queen of metaphor, like what I'm working with students, right? Because of my poetry background. So I'm very interested in taking something like Stacey said, that's private and finding ways that it branches out into maybe more public areas of your life. But again, doesn't have to be like a recapitulation of your activities list, because then it feels like you're almost like using this beautiful private interest for like, I don't know, kind of um, creepy, not creepy, but like nefarious purposes. Like you don't want to like capitalize on something that is like actually kind of beautiful and lovely, if that makes sense. Well, also, 
the reason that it's meaningful to you might be entirely um, like self-growth related. Maybe it doesn't yes. have to, these, I think there's a misconception that these essays have to be about how you, um, you like help the world, change the world, cure cancer, uh, serve a million people. And sometimes they can be about that. There are incredible essays that are about how your how your actions or thoughts or worldview impact other people. But I also think that um, valued in these essays is a degree of self-reflection and the ability to understand how you grow, why you grow. Um, you know, you're about to enter four years of four years of the fastest growth you'll probably ever experience. Um, admissions wants to know that you're going to be able to take advantage of that and unpack your experiences and become a better, more productive, more, um, more realized person because of them. So Absolutely. I think that's, it's, it's an under, an undervalued, um, approach to the essay is to, is to talk about how, um, how you see yourself and how you've grown. Yeah. You had an example that you wanted to share with us earlier and yeah, because I was thinking about ways that you can lean forward into your interests and talents without overstepping and bragging too much. And so I had a student a couple years ago who really loved musical theater, had been performing since she was like five years old, and had realized, though, that she really liked being part of the chorus and not being the star. And so when we first started thinking about this essay, like in the initial draft, the brainstorming, the just kind of collecting info stage of things, I felt like the essay was maybe being presented as too much of, I like to take like a back burner approach. Like I actually am not good enough to be the star and we definitely didn't want that. So I started asking her more questions and we realized that one thing we might use is her her job at a cake store. She worked and made bunt cakes, which I thought was really interesting. And just through our free writing, she had written something about how the structure of a bunt cake reminded her of like her role on stage encircling another performer. It was like a chorus line or something where they had to do this interesting choreography. And so we decided that we would take this image of the bunt cake and we would talk about the ways that she's lifting other people up, that it's not so much about like, I lack the talent to be front and center, but I prefer supporting others. And then to also balance that out, I wanted to emphasize what a strong choreographer she is, how she likes to direct shows, which is stepping forward and being the lead, but in a really unseen offstage way. So first of all, you have this beautiful metaphor, this image of the bun cake, which I don't think anyone else is going to forget when they read that. Like no one else is writing an essay about a cake in choreography, right? So that's immediately going to stay in the admissions officer's brain. And then you've got this story of I'd rather be part of the group supporting the star, but I'm also equally strong in other ways that aren't just having the spotlight on me. I thought it was a great essay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I also think that there is a, um, there's a default to a focus on leadership in these essays. And yeah. the reality is that we're not all leaders or at least not all leaders in the same way. And I think, um, I think that finding interesting ways to talk about your strengths and not um, just distilling things down to 
just uh, baseline leadership makes an essay really interesting. It actually works to set you apart from the crowd. And of course, if you're Absolutely. a leader, if you're strong in an area, that's something worth focusing on as well. But um, that was one of my favorite elements of that essay is that ultimately um, she was she sort of was a quiet leader in a way. And also everyone needs um, strong support in the things they're doing. And she did actually lead behind the scenes too. So, you know, there, there was sort of a layered element to that essay that I really liked. Um, layered like a cake. Bond cakes aren't layered, honey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they are at this, at this specialty <laughs> bond cake store. No, they're not. I just don't know enough about it. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. I really, and I love that like a lot of students that I work with will, or I should say their parents really want to portray them as extroverts because they have this misguided notion that if you're not sitting in the front row of the college class, raising your hand, jumping in to answer everything, if you're not actively leading every single extracurricular, then you're not worthy of college. But I've, I taught college for many years and I know that we need, like Cece said, the quiet listeners. You need the people that are willing to step forward in other ways that aren't just like immediately saying the first thing that comes into their mind, right? You need people that are willing to kind of like reflect before they talk. And I think that's like equally wonderful to emphasize in an essay. 100%. I want to um, hit you back on your food uh, theme here because one of the oh. essays that, one of the essays I was thinking about for this um, prompt number one background essay um, was from a student I worked with who used her food culture to talk about her world and and life and worldview. Um, she had lived in three different places during her life. She was born in Canada. She spent a lot of time in Ireland and then she landed ultimately in the US. Um, and each of those places informed her sense of self. Um, and each of those places had very specific memories. And one of the first things that she started talking to me about were the food items that like immediately triggered a sense of being back in a place. Um, so for Canada, it was, I'm actually, I, I pulled the first, the first couple of lines of this because I loved it so much. I was born in the birthplace of maple taffy, raised on the island of tea sandwiches and matured into adulthood in the land of Betty Crocker. My identity is multi-layered and directly connected to the contents of my stomach. Who I am is what I have eaten. And she goes on to describe um, the things she eats in Canada, this maple taffy that has very specific memories of her family, um, these tea sandwiches that were part of this like joyous open field um, uh, experience set that she had in Ireland. And then the first time she ever had a birthday cupcake in the United States and it was just so charming and just told you so much about the collection of experiences that she had that made her who she is today, a background that's very different from most of the backgrounds that admissions will see. They wouldn't know where she was from or where she had been if she didn't tell them. So this is all fairly new information to them in all likelihood. Um, and it also, I think, just imbues that sense of having paid attention to the world around you and being able to glean joy from even the smallest of experiences. There was also an emphasis on family appreciation and family values and building relationships. And there are lots of other things you can secret into an essay like that. But ultimately I thought it was a really effective, um, effective mechanism for encapsulating 
her background, which I thought was just uh, was pretty was a pretty interesting combination of influences. And food is so connected to memory, right? If you can get your reader hungry, you're you're halfway there. Ugh, I'm starving. Me too. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of is there anything else we wanted to talk about related to the first um, the first prompt? I mean, again, it is it's a pretty incredible catch all prompt. Um, and if you're going to use it for inspiration, my, my go-to trick for this is just to break the, that prompt apart and to think about talents and interests and identity, um, individually, and also to think about them in, uh, you know, in ways that might be slightly unexpected, like, you know, my talent for recognizing a key change before, um, before it comes up, or it doesn't have to be, um, you know, I'm the best soccer player, or I have a talent for, maybe it's, you have a talent for, um, I don't know, taking out the heaviest books in the library or something. It can be something that is a little bit, um, more conceptual. Yeah, Um, I agree. I, and I think that my like overarching advice is to not lean into the resume again. Mm-hmm. So don't have your talent be like, I'm really great at these three positions I've held in student government because it's already written down somewhere else. And it feels like you're using the prompt as an excuse to just reiterate like awards, right? So I think the talents that don't appear anywhere else on your application are what you should go with. And you can also, you can get really, really creative here. I mean, I think you could take something that maybe doesn't even seem like a talent, but then you could, you could reflect on the ways that it has defined you. I'm thinking right now about the ways that I really enjoy rearranging the furniture every few months in our house, which totally drives my husband crazy and is probably like a real manifestation of ADHD. But I've learned to embrace that as a kind of like whimsical reflection of how my brain processes things and how I love newness and I love um, creating spaces and visualizing them differently. And so you could take what could be perceived as a weakness and illustrate how it is reflective of your really interesting way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And we're going to actually talk about that a lot more in uh, our breakdown of prompt number two, because I think a Yay. lot of what that prompt is about. I is... can't wait. <laughs> wait, we have, see, we're holding back with our singing. That's our talent. Is I really like doing little <laughs> musical segs? Um, <laughs> there, there's a lot of impromptu serenading happening on our phone calls. Impromptu. <laughs> in, well, because now we're impromptu going into impromptu. Wow. It actually took me a second to get that. Do you like and sign up for these things? If you do, because we're just starting and I don't even know what to tell you to do. Um, <laughs> like, subscribe, etc. If you're watching us on YouTube, we got dressed for you. Um, and uh, and like and subscribe on there too. And we're going to keep pumping out this uh, this advice for you. So watch out for us. <laughs>